Hi, I'm Ben. And I'm Jess. And you're listening to a special episode of How Bad Can It Get? Where we like to call For Your Consideration. Duncan, an awkward teen of few words, is forced to spend the summer at a beach house with his mother, her boyfriend Trent, and his daughter. Sounds great, right? Not if your mom is dating a man who never misses a chance to demean you and his daughter isn't much better. Fed up with Trent's endless belittling, Duncan cools off his anger and frustrations at the local water park run by Owen who suffers from Peter Pan syndrome. I say that with love as Owen is exactly the right man to loosen up an uptight teenager who needs to have a little fun for once. Especially when the adults around him are acting like college students getting high, having a great time. Those crazy bastards. (laughs) (laughs) That was like an Eddie Murphy laugh there. (laughs) (laughs) It's time for him to have a great time. Owen takes pity on Duncan and offers him a job. So I guess for some people, that turns out to be a fun time. For a lot of people, not such a fun time. The job brings about a whole new confidence in him. Like all coming of age films, the fun and games have to stop sometime. And in the way, way back, everything comes to a head at a barbecue. The barbecues are where it all happens for family dramas. I will leave it there for now and not give it all away. I know I have a tendency to do that, but I'd like to encourage people to watch this and not ruin the ending for everyone. So Ben, what did you think of the film? I thought it was a great film. It was really wholesome. I think with a cast like this, it's pretty difficult to make a bad film. You've got Steve Carell, who's great in everything. Uh, I love Steve Carell. Tony Collette. I love Tony Collette. Love her brand. Tony Collette, Alison Janney. You've got one of my favourite actors, Sam Rockwell, and probably my favourite female comedic actress, Maya Rudolph, uh, who's sorely underused in this film, but she's very good when she's in it. But And then you've got like Amanda Peet, who pops up in it, And you've just got this cast of people that you know. You've got Jim Rash as well, who was in Community. Um, Anyone that watches Community, he is probably the best thing about it. An incredible cast. It's an easy sell to watch. There's nothing spectacular about it, I don't think. It's not not a film that blew me away by any means, but that's, that's not to say that it wasn't a very, very good film. It's good. And you really stick up for the kid in it. And the kid is brilliant. Really, really good. Uh, the, the guy that plays Duncan, Liam James. He plays awkward teen perfectly. His physicality, like his shoulders are always up and his arms are kind of slightly outward from his body and he never looks comfortable. Uh, even when he's having fun. I don't know if he was having fun then. I think it, he was just wasn't able to say no. But he's slightly socially inept. Like, you know for a fact that he's not had any friends around, around him or he doesn't have any siblings. 
So he doesn't yeah. know or doesn't understand how to be socially with people. So when he's asked, when he's told, oh, we won't leave until yeah. you, you have to break down basically to get us to leave. He's just like, okay, because he's been told to get rid of them. And if this is the way to get rid of them, then he's going to do that. So then he, that's what he does. And you get, and that's why you get this beautiful, <laughs> hilarious scene where he's like awkwardly breakdancing because he's yeah. obviously never done it before and clearly has never tried to do it before. And everybody around him, instead of laughing at him and like taking the piss out of him, they kind of mm. find, they kind of find it endearing. And they're like, you know what? You're like cool because you try, you know that way? And they, and they egg him on and. They even tried to help him and give him some new moves. And it's whole, this whole beautiful scene of yeah. people just going around him, like to bump him up, whereas he's yeah. always never, like his, his the other side, he just doesn't have that. Like, I mean, he doesn't have that from his, not stepdad, but Trent, Steve Corral's character, who is complete opposite, who's always tearing him down. And then you have this whole other life that he's enjoying right now, where they're all actually bringing him up and giving him like something to, feel good about about himself mm-hmm. so it was in a way it was such a it was just such a beautiful scene for that alone because it like inherently brings him like shows him like that you know what i mean he can be out in the world a little bit and it's not so bad yeah. and he gets that moment after finishing the dance because basically he's yeah he's been told to go and stop this break dancer from dancing in the water park and this is one of his first duties as an employee of the water park um and Sam Rockwell's kind of done it as a initiation, I would say. Yeah, definitely. Uh, also, he's just a wind up. He loves that. He loves put, uh, he loves putting people in awkward situations. Oh, absolutely. It's like throwing chicken in the pen with a crocodile. Just wants to see what's yeah. ha- going to happen. So he's like, "You deal with that." <laughs> I don't want to, <laughs> and it'll be funny to watch and see what happens. <laughs> yeah, and I think that that moment afterwards, after the break dancer says, "Well, I'll move." If you dance, we'll do a dance off essentially. <laughs> and then seeing that unfold in the moment after when it's all done and everyone's like high fiving them and oh, what's the nickname? Pop and Lock. Pop and Lock. <laughs> pop and Lock. Pop and Lock. That's it. They're calling them Pop and Lock. And you just see them become more comfortable and kind of it, weirdly overwhelmed, but not in a way that. It's yeah. He's an introvert, so he's not gonna like jump up and down. But you just see this real happiness in him, and you get that from that moment onwards. Every time the movie goes back to this, uh, like amazing water park that I really want to go to now. It's a real water park um, as well. Yeah, it's is a real it? Water That's park. good. Oh, I'm definitely gonna make a point of going. Yeah, there the the, air, the the island wherever that they're on, it, it's it's beautiful. Apparently. The only reason why Steve Carell could be in the film was because his family vacation on the island or wherever they are, but just not too far away, the other town over or something like that. So originally okay. he wasn't going to be able to do the part because he always goes away for the summer with his family because um, it was so close. He was able to do it. And apparently he like did his all his parts in like 10 days. Oh, my God. Yeah. So they really they really hammed him in quickly just so they could have it. His character is brilliant because... Uh, I've never, well, I, I personally have never seen Steve Carell in, in that start, in that type of character, as in just not likable. Oh my God, what do you have? Is that whiskey? It's Laphroaig, my favorite whiskey. 
I was, you know, you were trying to be kind of subtle about it and let me continue talking, which I really appreciate. But you just like flagged up a whiskey, like I was trying to be subtle, and then I realized as I turned the cork that it made a noise, and I was like, "Well, there's no point now." So here we go. Oh, I love your little like glass. A wee dram. Little dram. Oh, this is the best whiskey in the world. Sorry, continue. I don't really drink whiskey. I, I've never been able to appreciate it. Maybe I, I just haven't it. drank good whiskey before, but I, I, I'm not a fan. <laughs> I love it. And the peatier, the better. I love a smoky Ooh, whiskey. Peaty. Nice. Yeah. So what was I saying? Oh, yeah. Steve, Steve Carell. <laughs> Steve Carell. So his character in this, uh, I've never seen him play mm-hmm. a dark kind of a- angry. He's a very angry and very selfish man. And you can tell that by just his daughter alone and mm-hmm. their relationship he's he's never he's clearly his own relationship that he has with his daughter he wants it to be the same way that pam which is tony collette's character he he would prefer her to have the same relationship as he has with his daughter which is she just goes off and does her own thing and so yeah. and so and so does he and they don't really have there's no interaction with them whatsoever like that the way he treats duncan makes me feel like Whatever way he was treated by his own father is the same way he he's treating him. Like he should be better. He should be wanting to be like a ten, um, and like it's it's awful. Like he's horrible. He's that's the first thing he says to him, and from that moment you're like, I know what you're like. I know what you're like. Yeah, straight away. Like it's like they didn't want you to at all. Like I think it's well. I think it's because it was Stephen Carell. You had to make him straight off the straight off the bat. The first scene you had to see was him not being yeah. a nice man yeah because you would always like have that kind of thing in your head that oh it's steve like he's he, he's definitely going to be nice in the end or he's going to yeah. change and they, they were like no straight off he's not and he asks duncan how he would rate himself and duncan was like i don't know like such a weird question to ask a kid like what would you rate yourself come on yeah and duncan gives himself like a, a, a decent score like i would have given him way more than a six but he gives himself a six and i think he's been like modest and then uh trent is like i i think you're like a three yeah i would say three and it 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 stares with duncan it stares with him the whole film that rating it stares on the whole film and had has such a profound effect on him because the guy the boy obviously clearly hasn't got like a a father figure either his father's not in his life so like Trent could have been that person to him, but he decided not to. He decided to, he would rather, he wanted his mom all to her, all to himself. He wanted like this perfect little relationship where she cooked for him and he had her, like had her whenever he wanted to and I could have fun with her. And he never wanted to have like the, the family aspect of it, just the fun. Yeah. And I think he's one of those characters that uh, Steve Carell I mean, he plays it perfectly in this. And like you say, it's not often that you see Steve Carell playing characters like this. And I mean, that's not to say that he's... Of course, he does his more dramatic yeah. roles. I think the first kind of most dramatic one that I saw him in was A uh, Little Miss Sunshine. Yeah. Um, That was probably... Oh, Dan in Real Life. Dan in Real Life as well. That is some film if you've not seen that. Yeah, like, I think that the character that he plays is so... I feel like everyone knows someone like that. Everyone knows someone that you're just like, why would you say that? Other than just to be 
an ass. Like, why are you being such an arsehole? Yeah, his character seems to always do when, as well, when Pam is paying or or Duncan is getting yeah. attention. It's to bring him down. That's exactly like he'll see it and then he'll just. That's when he'll he'll pounce. Yeah, yeah. He's just he's so odd. He sees him as an inconvenience, um, an mm. inconvenience, and I think he. Uh, it's the same. Like he's got. It's the same with his daughter. Like she's just kind of like she's there, and it explains a lot about her character, um, and why she, she is so stuck up and kind of like in it for herself because she's so used to her dad just not really caring. Mm-hmm. Like she, I think at one point she says to her yeah. friends, like, "Oh, like my dad doesn't care. He sees me for like two weeks or something, like yeah. in the summer, and that's it. Like so, I can do what I want, type thing. We could have a party at the house, like when they're not there, and that just shows you that, yeah." as much as that she's saying that at the same time yeah. you know that the relationship with her father is not the kind of relationship she would want with him the fact that he's like that is the reason why she is being like that so she's uh she's like kind of acted out a little bit in a way but still not he still doesn't kind of see it because he doesn't seem to care you know that way yeah and it seems it's like a vicious cycle of daddy issues it's like his dad treated him badly which has given him this insecurity where he becomes a bully. You can tell he's probably the type of character that when he was in high school would find the weak people and make fun of them because yeah. that's what made him feel better. Yeah. And that's what he's doing now. And with his daughter, he's just kind of like, right, on you go because I just, I want to have fun. I want to mm-hmm. go and have fun. And then because he's doing that to his daughter, she's like, well, Mara doesn't care about me, so I'm going to go and do this and I'm going to go and make this decision and I'm yeah. going to go and do that. And it's just this kind of, I think the whole film kind of makes you question different lines of authority and different uh, people's relationships, specifically young people, like teenagers' relationships with adults. Because you've got all of these really different dynamics, like you've got Duncan and his mum uh, their relationship is so weird and interesting, really interesting, because you can tell how much they both care about each other. But there's a couple of things that you see when it's kind of peeled away and you find out that Duncan's dad didn't want him. Yeah. And he didn't disown him, but he was like, no, 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 I've got my own life now. I want to live my own life. You take my son. Um. Which comes out because Steve Carell decides to pass that information on because he's a horrible character yeah, in this he's film. The worst. He's awful, really, really horrible. But again, not a stereotype. No, not uh, not uh, that's not what I mean. He's not a caricature. Yeah. Um, he is. He plays it so well, and it's written so well that it's like, yes, I, I could see that being someone that walks among me. Like that. That is. It's a really true to life. And everyone, everyone in this film, the performances are so muted in the perfect way that it just comes across so realistic. And then when you consider all of these different dynamics with the teenagers and the adults, how all of them have these weird relationships as they're trying to come into their own adulthood. Yeah. Um, you then see the relationship with Duncan and Sam Rockwell, which isn't so much a father-son. At first I thought, oh, this is going to be like the father-son relationship. And I think... It's more like the, an older brother. Exactly. 
the further it went on, I was like, ah, oh, it's like a they're like brothers. He's like an older brother and like Sam Rockwell, he's got his own issues. Like he still acts like a kid despite yeah. being the same age as Steve Carell's character or not far off. Um and it's 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 a really interesting watch just because it picks up on all these little uh, branches of personalities. You have Pam and Trent. Pam is clearly looking for a father figure for Duncan and somebody that she can rely on. And to a point where she has invested in him that she, when he does cheat on her, she doesn't want to accept it because she then has to accept that it's not worked and then she's going to have to go through this whole process again where pulling out of another relationship. And I think a lot of that's on that. A lot of that is um, in a selfish way. It's not so much to do with her son. Yeah. She loves him, obviously. And I think she just doesn't want to lose the outside perfect wrapping that they have. And she's seen this and she's kind of like, I'll accept it because she thinks maybe it's a one-off or maybe I'm wrong or maybe it's in my head type thing. Maybe I'm overthinking it, even though she knows it's, it's true. And she accepts it because she wants somebody, you know the way she wants to be loved. She wants to have a relationship and, 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 and then as well as that, she kind of has Duncan, she's thinking about him and thinking, oh, he could be a father figure. We could be a family, you know the way? And it's sad like that. Yeah. So like, like no, none of the none of the parents are like a hundred percent like amazing. You know the way they all have their own like shitty par- uh, parts of of them that you can see because she Pam sees it as well as much as she doesn't see that really bad stuff that like that um Trent is digging into Duncan. She definitely sees him not be so nice to him, and she does say to him, "Oh, but this and this and this." But she does it in a kind of like you know when you're kind of like oh like. He's fine. He's fine. Oh, let don't he doesn't have to do that, but then we'll let Trent get his way in the end, type of thing. So at this at the same time, she's like aware, even aware of those things, like he's not exactly good to and uh, Duncan as well, and kind of lets it away a little yeah. bit as well. So there's that. And it's kind of like every character is wrapped up in insecurity. And I think that insecurity yeah. is a big part in this film. Like it kind of Yeah follows all the different strands of um, how that can affect people because you've got those scenes with um, Tony Collette, with uh, Duncan's mum, where you can tell that she's not comfortable. She's not in a comfortable place. And it almost the way that the film points and the way that her amazing performance points is that maybe she was the bullied kid. Maybe she was like her son and she was the yeah, awkward me. kid that never fit in and then she's put into this uh into this situation where she sat at dinner with Steve Carell's character and the the woman that he's cheating on her with he's like oh I'm bringing a couple of friends over for the night and the conversation that they're having she doesn't gel with it and she doesn't get it and the only character yeah that you can really see uh, Tony Collette's character mesh with is the next door neighbour, Alice and Johnny, uh, Betty. Betty. Yeah. Um, and their relationship's great because you can tell that Betty's a drunk and yeah, she's, she's got a lot of issues, but she's just the <laughs> type of person that the first time, I forget what is it, 
she says to uh, Tony Collette when she first sees her, is it about her? Is she wearing something? Is it her head? I can't remember. No, no, because I know we, I would know what you're thinking of. Is she does it? I think she, I think she compliments. She does compliment her. Oh God, what should she say? Oh, don't she says to her, don't talk to somebody. There was somebody yeah, on, yeah. At, on the beat at the beach. She's like, don't talk to them. And, she's like, and then she's like, are you going to talk to them now? And she's like, she's like, oh, I don't know them. So and she's like, okay, well, I just, I wouldn't yeah. talk to them. And it's like, she's known her. And I think the reason that she gets on with Betty, the next door neighbor so well, is because Betty comes in like a wrecking ball and she's just like, yeah. okay, I'm comfortable with you. So you're going to be comfortable with me. And yeah. everything, what you see is what you get. Like, she's just straight up front. And tells it as it is, as she's sipping away at her whiskey. Um, yeah, I, you and Betty would get on. You we would absolutely get there. on. Um, any excuse <laughs> to meet Alice and Johnny, that would be fine by me. I know. Oh, she's, br- she's brilliant in this. She's so funny. Like, And her relationship with her kids is quite interesting because obviously she pokes fun at her son all the time. Yeah. Like She's at her son all the time. And then with her daughter, she kind of has a, a very kind of like, like would they have a volatile mm-hmm. relationship with her daughter? Because obviously she's a teenager as well. And like Duncan, um, her father's not in her life and she wants him to be mm-hmm. in her life, you know, that way. And I think she, like him, she thinks her father wants to be in her life more than he actually does, you know, that way. Like where she's like waiting on his phone calls and she's talking about things that they used to do when they were children. Yeah. But it sounded like, the same situation as with Duncan is in like no that whether or not is to know that he's because he's got older. It's definitely from her side. It's because like whatever is happening with his life, he's obviously gone on to have his own life and not really have time for his kids. I'm just gonna I'm gonna get it out of the way because I'm gonna say it about every single actor, every single person in this film is amazing. It's really, really good because everything is really held back and there's nothing that's over the top. You can tell that the director really, really made an effort to kind of say, right, let's bring this down and make it true to life. Let's let's get some natural reactions going. The party. Which party? They had so many parties. There was like the july the 4th and then there was other barbecue that they had and they did have loads of parties <laughs> yeah 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 no it was the barbecue where um the one at night where uh you basically duncan finds out that steve carell's character is having an affair with amanda pete's character yeah because she's like roping him it was yeah. like i wouldn't mind they didn't even go far to like hide the fact that they were doing it they were literally just at the side of the fucking house like how did nobody other than dunk that was the one thing i had to say is like how did nobody else yeah. notice because i'm sorry at party there's gonna be some asshole who like can't be bothered going to the toilet that goes around to the side of the house and goes for a pit yeah like or a slash so i don't know how nobody's seen this so that was one thing, obviously. Yeah, but um, I, I mean, but I, I forgive it. It's, I'm, I'm, I know, I'm being, I'm being. I'm yeah, being, yeah, yeah. I mean, picky. Is picky. this just the right word? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but no, I think that <laughs> yeah. that scene and many others throughout it, like, there's never your expected blowout of, I can't believe you did this. I'm crying and I'm screaming yeah. and how dare you and this is awful. It's all real and it's like. Most of the time, people avoid it. People avoid the awkward conversations, which is exactly what we all do. 
and the resolutions where there are resolutions, because there's not always resolutions, but where there are some, it's always done so subtly and through specific actions. You don't yeah. ever really get a conversation that resolves anything. It's it's just, I mean, the the set the whole film is just about here's the summer that changed Duncan's life that made him into what he then became. I guess. Um, yeah. But the fact that it's dealt with so well and so realistically, I would say that it very quickly became an ensemble movie in which you were invested in every single character and because of how realistic they did it, you knew every character. You knew their backstory just from seeing how they did a certain thing. I get what you're saying. Like every character kind of had like their own little nice quirks and um interesting things that you learn about them. Like for instance Jim Rash. I loved him. He was so he was so deadpan. Uh, with his comedy and um, his him and Owen's relationship because they clearly loved each other as well. So that's the thing as well. He, like Owen loved like to to wind people up, but he just does it to everybody, and it's like super. I love it because it's so funny and it's so endearing, and he never says what he means, and he always like he's always making a joke out of something. And you know, it was him and the guy that plays Roddy that wrote and directed the film. No way, Jim Rash did. Yeah, 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 Jim Rash and the guy that plays Roddy. They're they both. Oh, I clearly read. Oh yeah. Because <laughs> I clearly read this. Jim Rash, <laughs> uh, seeing him play a part like that, after watching him for years on Community, I was like, "What? This is such. This night and day." Because in Community, he plays the dean, who is the most camp over-the-top, fantastic character who comes in wearing these big, amazing costumes sometimes and, like, he's just brilliant. And then seeing him in this and kind of going, oh, you can really bring it down and still be hilarious. Yeah, uh, so funny. Great. The fact that he was like, I'm going, going to go chase storms. He's like, how are you, like, you going to do that? And he's like, there's, there's a storm. I see it, I chase it. I catch it. <laughs> I was like, yes. And then Owen got him like the um the scooper for the the for the yeah, pool yeah, like yeah. found one to give to him. He's like, you can go catch your <laughs> catch your catch your storms with it. Brilliant. And then obviously all his whole thing about him being like a um germaphobic mm -hmm. as well. <laughs> and he's a germaphobic, but he's also working in a water park or the missing in a water park where the returns are and he's giving him like dirty shorts that were probably worn by like <laughs> anybody. It's so funny. And then the fact that he didn't go and he was like just back in there and it's like a thing that he does where he says he's going to go and then never yeah. goes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they just have a big party for him and then he just says. And again, we all know someone like that. Like that's one thing that really blew me away watching this film. I was like, I know these people. Like, and it's not that I'm going, oh, that reminds me of... Jess or that reminds me of <laughs> Chloe I'm watching it and I'm going oh my god like these are personalities that I see all the time and it's yeah. not it's just watching it everything felt really familiar it, it happened yeah. so quickly like you're really caught up in it so quickly that it becomes really easy to become invested I, like, I became quite emotionally invested in a few of the characters 
in this film, mainly Sam Rockwell, because I love the man. I love their subtle, because you knew there was obviously something between them. And then you were like, are they actually going to? Eventually, like people yeah. get to a point where they're enough is enough. Yeah, that's true. And they do it in different ways. You know the way? So you have she, Maya, Maya Kath, or Kathleen. Kathleen? Mm, Kathleen? Kathleen? Is her character? Is it Kathleen? I think it's Kathleen. Maybe I'm just not saying it in an American Caitlin. way, but I think it was Kathleen. Kathleen. Kate- Caitlin. Caitlin. I'd imagine Caitlin. Yeah, Caitlin. Caitlin. Yeah, Caitlin. You know, Caitlin's a. That's that's a name. (laughs) I know. (laughs) You can look at the relationship or this dysfunctional kind of family that's in the water park as well, because they're all friends. They all get along. Caitlin. Catalun. (laughs) Caitlin. Catalune. Catalune, where there was clearly a relationship between Owen and her that we have not seen. And it was very obvious, as in like they yeah. did it very well, as in you could tell they've been going around this circle together for a long time. They knew each other and their relationship was obviously like a loving one. And she obviously both of them wanted more but him being how he mm-hmm. is. It makes a joke of everything and being a big kid and not being able to make that step without making a joke around it. So then it never happens and they like never happen. And then um, she eventually gives up on it or for a second at least gives up on it. Cause she's just like, you know what? Like I thought, I thought, yeah. I thought there was something, but you know what? You're just a big child that doesn't take anything seriously. So how can I take you seriously? And how could I take, a, how could I take a relate? Basically without saying it, how can I take a relationship with you seriously or see there being a future in us if you can't take yourself ser- seriously ever? You know that way? Which makes complete sense when as much as I love his character in this, can you imagine? Can you imagine dating that? You would date them. You would date them for a while, have a really bloody good time, and then you'd settle down with somebody else. Yeah, <laughs> then you'd see the pile of unpaid bills and you'd go... Right, nah, and I, I need to move away for this. Like, he's just very, very childish and immature. Lovely, lovely. I really liked his character, and I was rooting for him the entire time. Um, but when Maya Rudolph's character Catalun, um, when she, <laughs> when she had that kind of very frank conversation with him, I was like, ah, oh, man. And I started like willing Sam Rockwell to become a boring adult. I was like, just become a boring adult, please. And he he doesn't become one, but he takes on board what she says because he's like, oh, I'm losing my chance with somebody yeah. he clearly really cares about. So he gets up early and opens the water pack for the first time ever. And Duncan, who's only been there like, I think at this point, like a week or something, is like, are, are you what are you doing here? Like, you know what time it is? And he's like, yeah, I'm working. And he's like putting out all the chairs and he's like, you know, we normally put them in lines because he's just like scattered them all over the way. And he's just like wiping them with like <laughs> a towel. He's just like, like scattering them around. He's like, he's like, yeah, it's a 10 part process. <laughs> he's like, go and get me a coffee. And he's like, okay. And he's like, ha, it was a trick. We don't have coffee. We don't serve coffee. He's like, and he's like, yeah, we do. And he's only been, Duncan's only been there a week. Knows that they have coffee, knows how they 
and they, how they set everything up and like he's the manager owns the manager of it by how long I don't know like a long time I assume and hasn't got a clue and that shows you he clearly has been taking the piss for a very long time and you just you have to you have to love him like every oh, like, I love him yeah yeah, yeah so good he's is so funny he's so quick in it I just love, love him to be in like in the production just to see them all together because it's just a cast of hilarious people it's like, insane it would have been the funnest production to be on ever I know I don't know how I didn't see this sooner because Paul I think went to the cinema to see it yeah. um because I remember him coming home one day and talking about this film that was amazing. Uh, and I'm sure it was this one. But it's this cast. I'm like, how did I not know that... The, I knew of the film, but how did I not know that these people were all in it together? Like, I knew Tony Collette was in it, and I knew Steve Carell was in it. And that was it. And then as soon as we sat down to watch it, and it's coming up, the titles, who's in the film, and I'm going... Are you kidding? Yeah. And when Maya Rudolph cast. comes on screen, I was like, what the hell? This is insane. <laughs> this is so good. And everyone is very different from what you're used to. I mean, Sam Rockwell can do everything. He can do uh, everything that he's done has just been so varied. and He's incredible. And God, I, I could talk about that man for, for days. I think he's one of the most talented actors there are. Um. But everyone's so it, it, they just it, their performances uh, are so end of yeah uh, and that was my point and I know everybody feels that it was a very good one I'm done it was good. I, honestly, I I can't say and I can't say anything bad about this. So, did you do you know what this film's based on? Yeah, it's based on one of the writers' light, like uh, uh, something uh, something that actual that somebody's actually said to one of the writers, wasn't it? Jim Rash, his stepdad. The conversation at the very first scene where he says, "Oh, what would you rate yourself?" and Duncan says, "A six. And then Steve Carell says, I'd say you're more of a three. That's an actual conversation between Jim Rash and his stepdad when Jim Rash was 14. And there, and look what it was, look what's come of it. Exactly. Look what's come of it. His stepdad would be like, oh, well, he wouldn't have wrote that if it wasn't for me. It's quite amazing, though. Like when you look at wee moments like that, that potentially for his stepdad didn't mean a thing. Like it was just a wee kind of. Uh, kind of knife in the back type situation and then his stepdad probably moved on to other insulting comments whereas for Jim Rash as a 14 year old was sitting going I can't believe he just said that to me and it stayed with him and from that we got this great film um, which I had to I'd never thought about the title before Um. I guess maybe when it first came out, because there was that film, The Way Back, that I thought was terrible. Uh, really boring. I know loads of people love it, but I was just so bored by it. Um, and then this came out, The Way Way Back. And I was like, what? what? What's this all about? So I had to Google why it's called The Way Way Back. And it's actually 
to stop it being confused <laughs> with the way back. Um, from 2010 with Colin Farrell. I wonder if um, I wonder if it's people still confuse it and think has somebody just made a spelling error. Well, I thought when I first heard it, I was like, "Is it related? <laughs> like, is it like I know what you did <laughs> last know, summer, and then know, it was I, know I still know what you did summer. last summer? <laughs> is it the way back and the way yeah, way back?" It was actually, I'll always know what you did last summer was the next one, Jess. God, I, only, I, only, know you're 90s I know two horror. of them, and that was the <laughs> first one with Jennifer Love Hewitt. And then the next one where they're on some sort of island. Also with Jennifer Love Hewitt. Yeah, she's in it. Also, Brandy's Brandy, in it. Brandy, yeah. Badass Brandy. I think she does a, like some brilliant kick at one point as well. Yeah, um, yeah, she She does. was good in that, actually. And then... um. Mackay Pfeiffer's and I still know Jack Black's and I still know Jack Black. The, the bloody like stones, like yeah. Who gets who gets the um the shears like stuck down in his rib cage? Oh, ah, it was horrible, yeah. horrible. Yeah, that was a good film. It was. <laughs> I'll always know what you did last summer is not a good film and never. Oh, actually, maybe we'll watch Who's it. Uh, no one. No one famous. It was like a direct to DVD. I mean, I still oh. know what you did last summer is a horrifically bad film that I love. So that's one that we should definitely do in the future. But anyway, we're we're getting off topic. We're getting off topic. Oh, yeah, we should definitely do that. Um, but yeah, and the because they wanted to call it the way back because that's like a, a like a colloquial term for the seat in the boot and the back of the car. So it'd be like, oh, you go and sit in the way back. Um, so it's not the back seat, it's the way back seat. That's what I thought it was as well. That's when I first saw it. Oh, is it to do with him being like in the boot? Yeah, so that's that's <laughs> the what they would the say. They'd say sit in the way back seat. Um, yeah. Which is the seat in the boot, which he's in at the start. Which is so awful. Could you imagine how long they've been driving and he's been stuck in that bloody boot? Like, there's no way I would have vomited all over the car by then. Oh, I know. No. And it kind of makes sense, like, when the more you think about it, it's like, actually, the fact it's called the way, way back makes a lot of sense. Like, he's been put in the way back seat. Um, so, yeah, nah, it's good. And that's why it's called that. You're welcome. Death, death. And now I will tell you why I am called Ben. So... The day was the 11th of October, 1989. That's all. Yeah, I think it was a friend of my mum and dad said, oh, Ben's a good name for a boy. And mum's like, fine, aye, that's fine. Great. And you go. Speaking of my mum and dad, they also had another son named my brother. My brother who uh, likes to listen to our wee podcast. His name is Stephen. Yeah, Ben's Ben's brother is like probably our like our top fan, <laughs> which I'm like so for it. Any like, any time I upload, it's I'm like, brilliant. I know I'm, it's great. It's like any time I upload an episode and I get one one listen, I'm like, it'll be Stephen. Uh, <laughs> so my brother's got a really good YouTube uh, page that everyone should check out. It's called Pepperland Gaming. The title of his channel is Pepperland Gaming because. The main focus to begin with was gaming, uh, but he's actually doing a lot more than that. Uh, obviously, if you've listened to other episodes of our podcast, you know that I write songs about all the bad films. My brother, he writes songs about 
the games that he plays, and he writes just really funny songs. Honestly, they're so funny um, and really well done. Uh, be- way better than mine. <laughs> He's really, really good. Um, so yeah, we'll play. We'll play a wee bit of one of one of his songs here. Wasn't that lovely? <laughs> so, as you can tell from that song, my brother is a very talented songwriter. Very, very funny. Pop on his YouTube. Give it a watch. Give it a like, a subscribe, because he's absolutely hilarious. And all of the content that's coming up is going to be really, really good. Um, so, yeah. That's Pepperland Gaming, or as I like to call it, Pepperland Gaming. Okay, Jess, I have a question for you. Now that we've talked more about the characters, I'm like, oh God, is this an easy one? But think about it first. So, would you rather have Trent, played by Steve Carell, as your dad, or... Have Betty played by Alison Janney as your mum? Oh, that is no, that is difficult because as much as Ben uh, Trent Ben, <laughs> are you gonna call me yeah. an asshole? As much as, uh, <laughs> yes. as much as, uh, yes, 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 I am. As much as uh, I dislike Trent and he obviously doesn't treat women particularly well. You, as a woman, you would be left to your own devices with him and you wouldn't have to deal with him. Um, so you would have fun. As a teenager, you would have had a lot of fun. Maybe not as an adult because you probably never hear from him, but as a teenager, you would have a lot of fun. And Betty, as much as she's lovely, she is an alcoholic. You'd worry about her. You'd, that's the thing that I kept thinking I would always worry. Yeah, I guess the entire thing, she's drunk and she's obviously, yeah, she's definitely an alcoholic. and. As much as it's funny and it's poked at as being just uh, advertising. Definitely an alcoholic. It is hard because it's like deal with the alcoholic who's nice or deal with the asshole who will probably let you do whatever you want. Leave you alone. And leave you alone. I think I would choose Betty. Because at least she loves you. Like at least you know like there's love there. Whereas with Trent, it's just you're an inconvenience to him and... He spends as little as he can time with you because he just would rather be a bachelor. He kind of wants a bachelor life a little bit, you know what I mean? Like, it's he wants yeah. to just in, in have fun, which is fair enough, but you don't have kids if that's what the kind of life you want to have. Yeah. Um. So, yes, I would pick, pick Pit. 
I would pitch Betty. I would pook Bate too. That's good. <laughs> yes, it is. I'm glad you would also pick booty Betty, but to do. Uh, pick that booty. You would pick uh, the booty? I would pick that booty. That's disgusting. Um, <laughs> Where did this go? I guess we're ranking then. All right, so it's time to rank that film. Our film is nothing without a star of approval on how bad can it get. We don't use stars as our percentages. Absolutely not. On For Your Consideration, we have different categories to what we usually have. Those categories are... Seal of approval. Seal of approval. Worth a watch. Yeah, it was worth a watch. And Old Faithful, Kill It With Fire. Kill It With Fire. So, as this was the film that I chose, I will ask you, Ben, what's your ranking for the film? I I think it goes without saying, really. I think that this was fantastic. Uh, I... Again, I've watched it three times and it's not boring. Uh, I love I love the direction. I think that the performances are incredible across the board. And the biggest reason that I think they're incredible is because they're so uh earthed. They're like bro- they're, they're so earthy. Earthy. I know, I just agree. like so earthy. I don't think I saw that every any of them ever wear shoes. That's I can true. see that they're yeah. so earthy. They like to get high. They're so- yes. Mud. Uh, yeah, no, they're so like j- just, uh, yeah. Well rounded. Well rounded, but by earth, I mean like they're brought. They're, they're there's nothing over the top about any of the performances, and the characters are realistic, and they are earth. Earthy. Uh, yep, yeah, so I'm gonna give this seal of approval. Seal of approval. I think it's gonna be pretty obvious considering I picked the film, my feelings on this. I would also be seal of approval because I absolutely love this film. It really got me. All right, so do you wanna know what the next film is that we're gonna. Yeah, about. am I getting a clue? Yeah, all right, I'll give you, I'll give you a clue. Uh, the Sabrina from Sabrina the Teenage Witch is in it. Melissa Joan Hart? No, not the original. Uh, sorry, the uh, the newer series. Oh, not that's Sabrina oh. the Teenage Witch. What's it called? <laughs> What's this other Sabrina called again? The one that's like oh, based the, on the comics? Um, The Chaos, Um, the... Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. Yes. Ah, so she's in it. I so don't Sabrina know then. Is in it. And oh, he's been in many things, but the first things that come in my head is he's the host in the Hunger Games. He's like the top host that, that wears the pink wigs. Stanley Tucci. Oh yeah, I love him. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. What is it? The Silence. The Silence. Never heard of it. Yeah, because it's terrible. That's probably why you haven't heard about it. I usually know bad films, though. I'm, oh, I'm well, impressed. Well, like, well, this is actually not old either. Um, no, it can be. A few she, years old. She's in it. 
Yes, yeah, a few wow. years old, 2018, 2019, it came out. And it's, it, it's currently on Naked Flicks. Naked Flicks. Naked Flicks. The silence. I'm looking forward to this. I like a film that I don't know anything about. 2019 really... it came out. Yeah, so don't read anything about it. I'm not going to. The premise it sounds terrible, but um, or a very similar to The Quiet Place. Oh, Miranda Otto's in it as well. Mm-hmm. Okay. But it didn't do well. Okay. Nice surprise. Nice surprise for you, Ben. Nice yeah, surprise. Look forward to it. So we'll be doing that one next week. Fabulous. Cannot wait. Two. That was great. Good film choice, Jess. Thanks. You're welcome. It makes me worried that I've not heard anything about it because usually that means it's um there's nothing spectacular about it as in you hear about bad films when they're really bad and yeah. you hear about good films when they're really good but you don't hear about those films that you watch and then just go nah yeah I think this is, might be on that level, but I guess we'll, we'll just have to wait and we'll see wait what and it see. Brings, um, brings. I'm sure we'll find something to pull out of it. Oh, we will. We will. <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. All right. So thank you for listening, and I hope you enjoy us, enjoy us, enjoy us again. <laughs> enjoy us. <laughs> I hope enjoy you us. enjoy us. <laughs> All right. Until next time. Bye. Bye. Bye-bye, 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 bye.